You're listening to Westside Church. For more information, visit us at westsideinfo.com. Why, thank you. Now let's get things rolling. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, I just wanted to, uh, um, to say it's a wonderful privilege to be up here. Um, it's, uh, it wasn't my original intention to, to be preaching to you today, um, but that's why we have a great team. And uh, it's, uh, we, like, like, uh, like Paul was saying, we, we really wanted Steve to, uh, to be there with his family. And, uh, you know, I, I know he's been, he's been texting me all morning and all that kind of stuff. Are you okay? You know, how's things going? Whatever. Uh, so he is definitely in his heart to be here. Uh, but we're going to have a great time today honoring mothers. Uh, mothers are a big deal. Um, my, my mother was probably the most significant uh, um, force in my life that brought me to an early knowledge of Christ. Uh, she has been a, a wonderful example to me uh, my whole life, uh, has been uh, spurring me on. Um, you know, sometimes it doesn't feel good, but sometimes we need the spur. Um, and so my mom has been faithful to, to, uh, to be my friend at the best of times, but also to uh, sometimes not be my friend when I needed, some, when I needed a mom. Um, and so I want to take a moment to, to honor her. Uh, she's not here right now. She's, uh, her and my, my dad live up in Klamath Falls. Um, the, the one regret that I have is that I don't get to see my mother nearly as much as I'd like to. Um, but, you know, uh, the Lord uh, uh, leads people to where he needs them. And uh, they, need, they are very needed and, uh, and loved in the community that they're part of. And uh, I'm at least needed down here. Uh, so <laughs> first service, Paul, Paul got up, and he got up at the right time under first service, right? Uh, so um, kind of had his, had his stuff together, first service at least. But you know, one out of two is not bad. Um, and uh, he actually started off the service right before I got up there. He goes, you know, I've, I've got some real bad news for you. And he paused. And I thought he was going to say, Logan's going to be preaching today. Um, but, but he didn't. What a nice guy. Uh, he's, he, he is very nice and professional. I, I kind of wish that sometimes when I take shots at him, I sort of feel bad for a few seconds. But then the, the joy just kind of overwhelms it. And I continue <laughs> doing what I'm doing. Um, just a few things about moms. Uh, first off, the term working mother. That's redundant. You don't have to say working mother. Every mother Motherhood is hard work. Uh, and we know that evolution couldn't be true because if it were, how come moms only have two hands? Right? And, you, and they, you know, I get, they've already got eyes in the back of their head, right? They'd have more hands too. Um, and we know that being a mother is not easy because if it were, fathers would do it. <laughs> One quick story. The mother of three notoriously unruly youngsters... I'm not looking at anybody in particular, uh, was asked whether or not she'd have children again if she had to do it all over again. She said, yes, of course, not the same ones. <laughs> so anyway, the moment a child is born, a mother is also born. She never existed before then. The woman existed, but the mother never. A woman, a, a mother is something altogether new uh, when mothers are born into this world. So we're going to honor uh, mothers, we're going to honor all women today. We're going to learn a bit about honoring each other. Um, and so there should, there's an application at any level uh, today, and we're going to dive right into it. We are going to read quite a bit of scripture today. As I love that, um, especially uh, when, you're, when you're trying to prepare for a sermon. You're, there's this kind of pressure that's on you. 
Because you want to bring something good. You want to have something that's going to be worthwhile. If you're going to be spending the next hour and a half here in my sermon, you can laugh. That's not true. Okay. Um, you know, I want to make sure that there's something really good. Um, but the, the best thing is, is that scripture is God-breathed and inspired. So when you can't say something really great, you just read scripture. So we're going to read a lot of scripture today. Uh, we're going to go to Romans 12. Uh, this is actually one of my favorite uh, books. Uh, Romans is one of my favorite books in the Bible, uh, if not my favorite. Uh, kind of tied up there with, uh, with James. I really like him as well. He, he knows where to, where, to, where to hit you hard uh, and pull no punches. And uh, Romans, for the Jews, a Roman was anybody who wasn't a Jew. And so the Romans was written to us. Uh, we can get things out of every book of Scripture, but the Romans were specifically written toward basically the Gentiles at that time. And I would, I would say, at least in my own opinion, that Romans has some of the, the, the stuff that is the most directly applicable to our lives. Romans shows us how we are supposed to be Christians in the context that we're in. And so we're going to read in Romans 12. We're going to start in verse 1. We're going to go to 21. Uh, so buckle up. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. So I want to take a pause uh, quickly there. It says, that verse says, don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. That's a, in my experience, this is a great thing about moms. Moms have this idea of what you could become, and they, they, that's what they tell everybody else, right? I would say that like a, a good thing in life would be to try to be the person that your mom tells your friends that you are, right? <laughs> but they also know what we're actually like, Right? And so that mothering idea of like, of, of mothers tend to speak something into existence sometimes before it's actually apparent. You know, they see the small things and they see what it could become and they kind of help that to germinate, help that to, to grow. Um, and, you know, we can do that as well. If we're not moms, we can do that ourselves in our, in our walk, in, in our ministry to each other. I have the great privilege along with a team of leading our, our high school youth group. And we have a wonderful, yeah, what's up? Um, we have, see, I'm immature. That's why I can do it. Uh, um, we have a wonderful opportunity of seeing, you know, even at the, the, the teenage level, you can see these things start to bud in their lives. You can see the gifts that God's given them. You can see their personality. You can see the thing that God has has put inside of them that is admirable. You can see them start to kind of show and you can peek at it every once in a while. And to, to be able to encourage those things to come out, to be able to just speak life to those things is a wonderful privilege that we all have if we are paying attention to the people around us. Because if you're paying attention and you're looking, you will see those things. You will see glimpses of someone's gifting, even if they're not operating in it right now. And we are called to live as supernatural people, right? Not just by sight, not just by what we see, but, what, but what, by what the Holy Spirit gives us. And so I'm just saying, have your sensors on. When you see something, someone in your life, and you see that budding of that gifting in their life, 
encourage that. Draw it out. You know, you can, you can actually do, you can actually do a, a, a lot more work by encouraging somewhere, someone in something that they are weak in right now, but they are trying in, than by just heaping on, oh, you're terrible at that. You need to get your act together. You need to get your act together. At the same time, you know, we, we, we want to have standards, and et cetera. But when you see them try, you need to encourage that out. Yeah. When they, when they do turn, then they say, okay, well, I'm always late. That one time they show up relatively on time, you make a big deal out of it. That's what mom would do. <laughs> Positive reinforcement. That's right. All right. Let's dive back into it. Because of the privilege and authority God has given to me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think of yourselves any better than you really are. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and bold. Take delight in honoring each other. That's the heart of what we're going to be sharing today is this idea of creating in our in our lives, a culture of honor, a culture that encourages, uh, encourages people to step into what God has for them. Um, this world is not short of negative reinforcement. It is everywhere. Uh, you, you, have, you, you, need nothing, you need to go no further than to watch any reality TV show, and you'll find yourself doing it too, where they're judging things or they're doing this or not. I, Amanda and I uh, used to love to watch cooking shows. I can't watch them anymore because I just eat constantly. <laughs> You know, you could just have dinner and then go and then turn on Chopped, and you're like, oh, I could, I could, I could do with something, you know, right here, you know, or Iron Chef or whatever it is. Of course, you also see him like making sorbet out of squid, and that's kind of weird, but, um, <laughs> but, but you, you, that, you know, you see these people, and they're competing at the highest level, and they're doing this or this, and then you, it's just the natural thing that after you see a couple of episodes, you're like, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. The sea salt, really, with that? You know, oh, I, I don't... And it's like, I've never even touched any of this stuff before. I don't know what to do with sturgeon. And I'm like, oh, I can't. Look at the cook on that. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe he disrespected that cut of sturgeon that way. It's like, what are you, what are you Gordon Ramsay? You know, everyone wants to be that person. They want to be that, like, you know, the expert or whatever. The world naturally bends toward that. You know, I tell you, I'm one of those people that have a big personality. I don't know if you've caught on to that yet. But every time you tell a joke, I tell you, it's actually not very often that people tell jokes anymore. And I realized that the other day, like, because if you tell a joke and it is not the best joke anyone has ever heard, people's natural tendency is to tell you how much your joke is terrible. Like, three, I'm telling you, three out of four people will just go, oh my God, it's not funny. <laughs> instead, of just, instead of just shutting up, which is what you're supposed to do when a joke stinks, right, and go, oh, <laughs> you know, like the courtesy laugh or whatever, people are, people are just very critical. Like, our culture is very critical. We tend to bend toward that. And so what people do is they just don't exercise their gift because they're afraid that people will criticize them. We cannot be that. That is out there. That is in the world. We are salt and light. We are different. We should be the place, the safe place, that someone can bring their gifting and we encourage it. We say, yes, 
keep going, keep going, keep going. Um, you know, their musical gifting, their, their prophetic gifting, they come up to give, give a word during service or something like that. You find that person afterwards, you tell them you appreciated it, if it touched you at all, because we should be the safe place. We should be the safe place that's encouraging these giftings to take root. Take, that to, we take delight in honoring each other. We take delight when somebody else achieves something great. We all celebrate that's the heart of God, not, oh, not, not getting jealous and going, oh, why wasn't it me? No, 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 we all celebrate. Someone gets a promotion in here, we all celebrate. You know, somebody gets a, you know, is doing well, someone's the valedictorian, someone gets an A or, or, or passes a test where they were struggling in a class, we all celebrate, amen? All right, never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Enthusiastically, I love that. Rejoice in our confident hope, be patient in trouble, and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with each. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. I was just talking about that. We, we join people in their happiness. We join them in their sorrow, and we are there with them. We don't sit on the sidelines and cr- critique. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be pr- too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people, and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For this, that's, that's one for moms. It's like, when I, I was watching my two boys the other night, it's like, no, 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 just let it go, let it go. Don't take revenge. Don't keep going. But he touched me, but he ate my food, but he played with my Legos. No, 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 no. We need to teach people. No, 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 no. Let's let that go. Let's let let that go. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. All right, this is the culture that we're trying to create. This, I know it's a long passage of scripture, but that is the heart of it. If you're ever wondering, you know, how should I act in this situation? Read Romans 12. It will teach you. This is exactly, it is hard stuff to apply to our lives, but that is the culture that we want to create. And we want to start with mothers today. We want to start by honoring people who have been so instrumental in our lives. Honoring your mother is a command, not a suggestion. So it's not like it would be really great for you to honor your mother. Actually, we're supposed to do it. Um, regardless of the circumstances, we are supposed to honor our mother. And honoring your mother can look different in different circumstances. We're going to go into that, but the heart of honor should always be there. Exodus 20, 12 says, Honor your father and mother, then you will live a long, full life in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Deuteronomy 5, 16 in the ESV says, Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God commanded you, that your days be, may be long and that, you, that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. I just preached this sermon first service and I went out afterwards and I was talking to a, a few people and I realized we were having a conversation, I think it was, uh, um, and that most of the good decisions that I've made in my life that turned out well, I think my mom told me to do that. And that's the hardest thing sometimes. Um, and I know my mom will listen to this and I love you, mom. Um, the hardest thing sometimes is, is to... Uh, is to be around somebody who's just always right. Ugh, you know, um, sometimes you just want to, ah, you know, it's like, it's like knowing Paul. You know, it's like, Paul, can you be wrong once? Just once, please, just to make this rest of us feel better. See, I, I got I to gotta give, give him a little bit of a hard time. I love him. 
see, right in here in my, in my notes, Paul reiterated this in the New Testament. Oh, this is a different Paul. That's right. <laughs> Ephesians 6, 1 through 3, it says, children, obey your parents. So it's not just Old Testament stuff. Obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on earth. It's interesting that it says that this is the first commandment with a promise. And the reason they say that is we're actually supposed to follow the commandments whether they have a promise or not. It actually is good enough for God to say, honor your father and your mother, and he could have gone on. Uh, But he actually attaches a promise to it because we, if we love the Lord, are supposed to be obedient to him and follow his commands. But he gives us a promise. It's like bonus. Bonus. If you are obedient in this, things will go well for you. You'll have a long life. There have been many people who have spent millions and millions of dollars, their entire estate, their entire everything, trying to chase after long life, trying to chase after those things. And we get them for free when we honor our father and we honor our mother. The Bible does not say love your mother and honor her until you're 18. We continue. Even when you are not living in their home, she is still your mother and we still honor her. Uh, it does not say love your mother if she deserves it. This is, the hard, this is hard sometimes because we're human and sometimes mothers make mistakes too, but we still honor them even if they make mistakes. We still, the, it, honoring someone does not mean that you always do what they say. It does not mean that you, are, that you have to follow them into choices that are destructive in your life, but you honor them for, the, for that wonderful position in your life that they had that they have, the, the fact that they are your mother. They, they bore you and brought you into this world. So, I mean, this, even uh, coming from Steve, you know, Steve's story, if you don't, you're not aware of it, you know, Steve's mother, like her, his dad wasn't around and his mother died when he was very young. And he said, and he would say that he had, you know, this was hard for him at the very beginning because, you know, he felt abandoned by his mom. But, you know, you, you, through the Holy Spirit and through allowing him, allowing him to come in and to, to heal your heart, you find a place where you can honor someone even if they weren't perfect. Even if situations outside of their control cause them to be separated from you or whatever, we can still honor them. We can still honor that, that wonderful position, the special position they have in our life. And it doesn't say that love your mother while she's living. Even if your mother has passed on, we still honor them. We still speak kindly of them. We still, anybody who's in, you know, anyone that you would consider a true friend, right? Even, you know, we all have our issues. I mean, I live with me. I know who, I know what they are. Um, don't ask my wife because she won't tell you because she, she's a great wife who honors me and I will not tell you her failings, except for the cute ones. No. Um, but anyone who is, anyone who is a true friend will not uncover you in your weakness, right? We all have weakness. I, I have yet to meet anybody who has no faults, even Paul. Um, you can, everybody has that thing. And we, as true friends to somebody that, we, that was a true friend, we would not uncover their weakness in front of everyone, right? We do, we don't do, the, same, we do the same thing for our mothers, and even more so. We don't uncover mom um, in, in her, the area when she had the kids and they were screaming and they were throwing things around and we had been just a butt, you know, or whatever. And then she said something that she would wish to take back. And we don't hold that over her, and we don't just keep on, we don't tell other people about it. We cover those things um, because that's part of honoring our mother. The Bible says uh, to love your mother, and it's not our job to determine who is worthy of honor. God says, honor her, honor him. God says to honor our leaders, 
and as well. And we don't get to determine, oh, well, you know, I would honor that person, you know, if they deserved it, but they're really a terrible person. It doesn't matter. God says to honor them. And in, in our obedience to God, he commands a blessing. So we have a blessing when we honor people that we even feel are not honorable, right? I honor our president, right? And there are some people who would say, well, you know, I would honor him if he was worthy of, or, or if he had this, changed this policy or this, or I don't believe with this. It doesn't matter because it says in the Bible for me to honor our leaders and pray for them. So I do it and God commands a blessing because I'm obedient. It's not okay for me not to be obedient just because I don't like the rules. I follow them and God takes care of me. God, I'll let God take care of the politics, right? I participate because I'm a, I'm a citizen of this nation, but I don't get worked up about it because it's God's business, not mine. I'm just obedient to what he tells me to do, okay? It's the same thing in our, in our parents. It's the same thing with each other because there may be someone even in this body, it would be hard to imagine, but there'd be someone in this body that you might have a hard time honoring because we are also supposed to honor each other, but you do it anyway because God, God told us to do it, we, to treat each other kindly, to encourage each other, just like we read in that passage of Scripture, so we do it anyway, even if we don't agree with everything they believe, even if we don't like the way they cut their hair. I mean, I got a great haircut from my wife last night, but you, know, you may not like it, you know, but that's all right. Honor, honor where honor is even not due. All right, let's move on. Added to this is that we are to honor others before ourselves. Romans 12.10, we'll read it in three different... Uh, um, three different uh, versions. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Love one another with brotherly affection, the ESV says. Outdo one another in showing honor. Romans 12.10 in the New King James Version says, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another. And, you know, I have a friend in my life that's like this. And sometimes it's a little frustrating, but it's in a good way. But this friend is, is always like, trying to do something to honor me or to do something nice for me. And then we almost have this competition, like going back and forth, like, I don't even know where it started, but like he did something. So I was like, well, you know, okay, I got to do something even better. So I got like, oh, okay, ah, I'm going to do this. So I do that. And then, and then recently he did something like way overboard and it totally, it's so frustrating when someone blesses you like that and, you know, and then so much work to try to come up with something even better. No, I'm just kidding. But it is great. It is actually a bit of a competition, and I love competition. But that's actually kind of what we're supposed to get going here. There should be people in your life, you know, like we, oh, I want to be even more thoughtful. I'm going to do this thing. You know, you see that, you know, you, you see a, a card that would be perfect for somebody, so you send them a card or something like that, and they're like, oh, man, that person really cares about me. And then they do something, and we kind of get into this competitive thing back and forth. Like, what can I do to show this person my love and affection for them and encourage them? That's the kind of culture that we're trying to create here, that God is trying to create in his people, and it runs so counter to what's out in society, and that's great. We should be so different that you don't even need to tell people you're a Christian. People already know because you're so different than everybody else they've known. That is salt and light. That is drawing people. Because when, when you meet someone who's so different and you don't understand them, the first thing you ask is, why are they different? And then that's the opportunity to tell them about Jesus. That's how we're supposed to do it. Let's apply this. Honor your mother. I said before, be the person your mom always told your friends you were. You're going to take anything away, do that. Honor your mother not just once a year, if your mother has passed, you can honor her memory. Ephesians 4.2 says, Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Love your mother unconditionally. We're called to love our moms as God does. God calls us to love agape. 
And that means we love even, we maintain our standard of love even when that is not returned, right? God loved us when we had no idea who he was. We may have actually been flaunting our freedom or throwing things in his face, and he still loved us enough to send his son to die for us. That is the love that is supposed to inspire us to love other people. Now, it's not human. It's hard to do that. We're not wired that way. That's why we have the Holy Spirit. And God knows, and he, gives, he comes through in the grace. He gives us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit allows us to love the people who for us are unlovable. And we can do that supernaturally. We can overcome. We're not called to be mere mortals. We are called to live supernaturally. We're called to be superheroes with the Holy Spirit. Love and forgive her compassionately. Since there are no perfect mothers, at times you will have to forgive your mother. We haven't walked in their shoes. We don't know. We don't know what life was like for them. And I tell you what, most of the things that you have to be grateful to your mom for, you don't even remember. I mean, how many times did you poop on her? We don't want to think about it, but probably more than once. How many times were you cranky and wouldn't go to sleep and kept her up three or four or five nights in a row and she was you know, delusional and delirious? How many times? We don't remember any of that stuff, right? If only they didn't. <laughs> so it is not too much to ask to buy her flowers once a year for the rest of your life. I guarantee you she would trade all those flowers back for a couple of those nights sleep. So a couple of those gray, long gray hairs to be gone. So we don't even know. Remember her gratefully. On this Mother's Day, thank mom for all she did for you when you were young. Like I said, we, are, we, could, we, need, we have so many things to be grateful for that we don't, even, and we don't remember half of those things. So we can just be grateful to her knowing that those things exist. Don't let it end there. Nothing is more hurtful than being forgotten. So to your mom, just remember her. I, you know, each mom is different. Some moms want, want gifts. Some moms want you to come to church with them. Some moms just want, uh, you know, a nice card or something like that. My mom will, uh, loves it when I call her um, and give her like at least an hour to tell me all of the advice that she has for me, um, which is usually really good for me. <laughs> um, but whatever it is, you're, uh, don't forget your mom. Uh, make for room for her in your busy schedule. Everybody's, everybody is busy, but we shouldn't be too busy for mom. After all, she made countless sacrifices for you. I'll tell you a little bit of a story. Um, and this kind of to help me, uh, the Lord kind of over the last couple of days uh, helped me really connect with this message um, by observing my wife in her life. And so on uh, Thursday night, I had youth. And uh, whereas youth goes to generally gets out around 8.30 or so, 8.30, 8.45, um, I have Margo and Melinda Gray on my team now. Um, so yeah, woo, rise up. Okay, uh, so that means that you know there's there's usually some talking afterwards, and you know me for me I'm not really one to usually engage in too much gabbing. Um, so let's just say it was ten o'clock by the time I was getting home. Uh, it was wonderful, absolutely. I love those two ladies; are fantastic. My entire team is wonderful. Um, uh, but our, our conversations have got a little bit longer, haven't they, Kelly and Micah? Got a little longer since their that edition? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, praise the Lord. But anyway, I come home. It's about 10 o'clock, and you know, I'm all jazzed because we figured out all the world's problems. Um, 
and uh, standing out in the parking lot, you know. And so I come home, and here's Amanda, and she's like, she's sitting on the, on the couch, and we are, we are house-sitting my in-law's place, Amanda's parents. Uh, we sold our house, praise the Lord, and we are now house-sitting because they're in Costa Rica, so they have a little house in Camino, and we are looking for a place to buy or slash rent, whatever the Lord provides for us uh, in the next little while. So anyway, so, so my, we're living in their house, and so I come in, and Amanda's sitting on the couch, and I I was like, so how are you doing? She had kind of a weird look on her face. She goes, I just had an interesting experience. I go, oh, really? Do tell. <laughs> and she says, yeah. Um, and I was going to say which person this was, but my, my wife, who is wonderful and, and, and is looking out for me, told me not to tell you who this was. And I won't, uh, unless it's afterwards. No, I'm just kidding. I won't. <laughs> so anyway, she says, uh, yeah, it was interesting. Um, you know, one of your boys uh, was sleepwalking. I go, Really? And I mean, they're in, they're in the, like, the attic. It's like a finished out attic. And so it's down this, like, this little stair, this folding staircase. Right? So, they, so you got to you know, sleepwalk down the stairs. So this is already pretty impressive, right? And she goes, I go, yeah, wow. And he's like, yeah. Um, he came down the stairs and came into the kitchen and, uh, and, and, and peed in the garbage. <laughs> what? And it's not like a garbage can. It is a garbage bag. It's like on, you know, like, you know, you have those uh, cabinets and there's a little, you know, thing. It's like a garbage bag draped over there. So, you know, that's not watertight, right? And man, it's like, what are you doing, un- un- unnamed son? Huh? Do-, do you need to go to the bathroom? Huh? And it was like, he was totally sleepwalking, you know, partially asleep, doesn't remember any of it. Again, to my earlier point about being grateful to your mother. Um, <laughs> And so I had just walked in, you know, I just walked in, and it really it was very unfortunate that I missed the cleanup after this. It was like, I was almost there. I was almost there. Um, and she had just had to, you know, clean up, you know, a couple of generous cups of, you know what, off the floor in her mother's kitchen. So it's like, it's one thing if it's in your kitchen. We're house-sitting, and she's having to do this, right? And so, you know, it's a, it, then the next morning, you know, we, uh, we, we get up, it's, uh, or it's uh, Saturday morning, and I decide, oh, you know, we're going we're gonna, to, you know, go get some breakfast. You know, we've had a long week. And so she feeds Aria like a banana, and we're driving down the road. We're down Carson, Carson Road, and then Aria decides this banana doesn't belong in her stomach anymore. And rah, all over the place. So we're standing outside on the side of the road in the rain, and Amanda's got the car seat out and is mucking out the yuck, you know, while i am got the kid, you know. And it's like, this is, this is motherhood. This is motherhood. <laughs> So I, I'm connecting with this. Remember her gratefully. <laughs> Treat her kindly. Let your mother know she's valued. Take your time. Take time to listen attentively to her words. <laughs> Accept her advice. Be thankful for her advice. And every once in a while, actually apply her advice. That'd be a great thing. That's how we honor her. Secondly, we honor all women. Proverbs 31.30 says, Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. To those who've never born a child and wanted to, we will never know your heartache, but we pray the Lord will be your comfort. But remember, you're a mom to many. You have the opportunity to be. I know when, I, when, uh, when my mom and dad moved away, the Lord called them to move up to Oregon. Um, I was a young man, and I missed my mom. Um, and I know uh, a variety of women in this body had kind of adopted me. The chief amongst them was Tanya, actually Tyler's mom. I actually call her mom um, because she just kind of adopted me. 
and it was fantastic. And you know, she kind of was able to provide a little bit of that, just like, you know, oh, it's okay, you know, kiss my boo-boos or something like that, you know? Um, and there, it was, so we have an opportunity outside of even just biological birth. You know, there's, it, it goes without saying, but let's say it anyway, you know, there are those, there are many people in this church who have adopted children, um, and you're a mother to them. You know, we have aunties and grandmas. Uh, you have the opportunity to really be and, and to own and to get into the lives of, of young people or even old people um, and, and just be that, be that wonderful, nurturing, encouraging, truth-speaking influence in their life. Um, you can be, you are of a measurable value um, and you have an opportunity here at Westside to mother. Uh, and there are plenty. I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm involved in the youth group and we have, we have many youth who need that, that, that force in their life. They need, they need more than one mom. They need aunties and, and grandmas and, and to, to be speaking into their lives and to really encourage those wonderful things that are in them to come out. 1 Timothy 5.2 says, Treat older women as you would your mother. Treat younger women with all purity as you would your own sisters. This is what we teach the, the young men in our, uh, our youth group, that the, that the girls that you see out there, you treat them like your sister. And that goes for all of us. We treat, those, we treat women, treat them as, as you would your own sister. Uh, treat older women the way you would treat your mother. Third, let's apply this to honoring each other. We want to create a culture of honor here at Westside. This is, this is where the rubber meets the road. This is what is going to separate us from the culture that we're called to make a difference in, is to create this culture of honor amongst ourselves. Um, but the, the question is often, often arises, you know, well, well what, what if they don't deserve it? What if there's somebody and they don't deserve to be honored? Actually, none of us, none of us do. None of us actually deserve honor. We're all sinful. We, all, we have all received or are in a position of receiving something that we didn't earn if we've accepted salvation. We're, all, we're in a position where we got something that we didn't deserve, uh, we didn't earn, and we are and not getting something that we do deserve, which is a damnation. So love for a hurtful person doesn't come from our own abilities. Remember that. There are people in your life, though, that are hurtful, and they, could, and they may have hurt you. But love for them doesn't come from our own abilities. It comes from the supernatural love of Jesus, who died for us even while we were undeserving sinners. In Romans 5.8, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can choose to love those who we feel don't deserve it. And again, it's not our job to figure out if they're worthy. We are blessed through our obedience to God, uh, not through their worth. Uh, here's some ideas on if you need any on how to honor your mother. Uh, appreciate the good things about her and also tell her that you appreciate those things. Or maybe even tell other people that you appreciate those things. Uh, after creating a restaurant atmosphere somewhere in the house, children of any age can cook a meal and serve it to, to, to their mom. That's a good uh, practical idea. Do something in her honor as an act of kindness toward others. Uh, choose to speak kindly of her. And every opportunity, everyone has failings, but everyone, they should not hear about your mother's failings from you. They should hear about her great qualities. Make her a music playlist and then teach her how to use it. Uh, teach your children to honor and extend mercy to their grandmother. Uh, you know, it's interesting that, that our children learn much less by what we try to teach them than by what we do. They learn primarily by observation. So they are going to learn from what we are doing, not what we are saying. 
We can, try, we can try and try and try to tell them and to teach them to do something different than what we are doing, but it doesn't work. We do those things. We teach and we train them by actually doing those things. So when you honor, as a, as a husband, when you honor your wife, you teach your children, you teach your sons how to honor their future wife, right? You also teach your daughter how she ought to be treated yeah. by a man, yeah. right? When you honor your mother in front of your children as a, as a, as a husband, you, treat, you show your, your kids how to honor their mother, right? So you do that, you honor your mother in front of them and let them participate in it. Because if you just do it and you, they never see it, it's, it, it doesn't help. But see them, allow them to observe you honoring your mother, allow them to observe you honoring your wife and vice versa, right? You know, for moms, as, as you treat your husband, that's how you are te- treating, you're teaching your your daughters to treat uh, their husband, and you are also training your sons on what they are they should look like look for in a wife. You want them to make a good choice about their future spouse. You show them what a good marriage looks like. And if you're having trouble in that in, in that area, we have many people who would love to help you. We have Randy and Corrine who lead our marriage ministry. We have marriage classes. Um, that is. The, the strong point in your family that you can minister from. If, you, if that is out of whack, that should be your focus right now. The first thing that should be your focus, your kids, your kids' behavior will modify when your marriage is strong. Yeah. If you're coming in. And there, and it's, and it is absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. We all struggle in marriage from time to time. Yeah. It's hard work. It's just good work. Right? Yes. Amen? Okay. Amen. Ideas to honor others as we close. Treat each person as Jesus would and follow Paul's advice. Really, call Paul Kojula and you ask him, Paul, what should I do? Um, actually, Paul, for, uh, first, he's not even making eye contact with me now. I love you, brother. First Timothy 5, 1 through 2. Blame your parents. They named you Paul. Uh, never speak harshly to an older man, but appeal to him respectfully as you would to your own father. Talk to younger men as you would to your own brothers. Treat older women as you would your mother and treat younger women with all purity as you would your own sisters. We want to participate in a culture of honor. Um, We want to uh, encourage each other. We want this to be the safe place, as I was talking about before. Um, And then as we respond, uh, the band is going to come up. Uh, We're going to have one more song. We're going to have a time of communion and giving. And this time is designed so that we can respond to what we've heard. Um, and a great way of, and we're also going to honor mothers outside on the patio afterwards. So after we sing, uh, stick around, there's going to be cake and goodies and you can get a picture with your mom. Uh, it's going to be a great time, but we want to put this into practice. Let's start honoring each other and let's not wait till tomorrow. Let's just start doing it today. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's pray with me if you would. Lord Jesus, we thank you for a wonderful day. Lord, we thank you for the wonderful blessing that mothers are. Lord, we pray. We thank you so much that you uh, r- ransomed us, ransomed us from the pit, and Lord Jesus, that you gave us something that we didn't deserve, um, which is salvation. Lord, we pray that we would be grateful, and we would be people that honor each other and that encourage each other and are positive influences in the lives of the people around us. Uh, Lord, I pray that we would create that culture of honor here at Westside. Amen.